listener production. Hey there, Bensi on Seabit with your afternoon briefing. How much of what we put in the recycling actually gets recycled? If you're a person who cares about the environment, climate change and sustainability, we're surrounded by messaging that you as an individual can actually have an impact if you make the effort and recycle. But there's been plenty of reporting in recent years suggesting that some of what we put in the recycling bin is just ending up in landfill. So is all of this effort actually worth it? Our investigations team here at Listener has been working to find out. Over the past few months, we've been tracking items in their recycling journey across the country. Claire Weaver is our investigations editor here and she joins me now. Hi, Claire. So why did you decide to launch this investigation? Hi, Bensian. Well, look, there's been a lot of discussion about plastics and their impact on our environment. Um, Many of us, including myself, use plastic in our everyday lives before putting it in the recycling bins in the hope that it will be reused. But that can be known as wish cycling, that that kind of feel-good factor um, that partly assuages our guilt when we dispose of plastic. So we kind of thought, well, where do these plastics go and how can we find out? So we decided putting an air tag into some of these products would be a good way to track them, at least for the first part of their journey. Okay, so tell us about the process. How did you go about finding where this material actually gets to? So we bought six air tags and divided them amongst the listener team in Sydney, Melbourne, regional Victoria, Brisbane, and the Central Coast. Um, We put them into mostly plastic bottles, a can and soft plastic, put them into the recycling bins, and then just track their journeys in real time on maps using our smartphone's Find My function. And tell us about the bottles' journeys. Where did they go? Yeah, so we actually had a different experience with each AirTag. And on the surface of it, things looked pretty promising early on. But by the end of the project, I would say we had more questions than answers. So let's start here in Sydney. I glued AirTags into the inside of two lids and replaced them on empty plastic bottles. I put one into my curbside recycling bin at home in Sydney's north. And I got a colleague to put another into her recycling bin in the city southwest. So they each got collected. Mine was taken to Recycling Centre in Sydney's West, which is its last known location and a good result. Um, My colleagues also went there initially, but then strangely it got picked up again and moved to a glass recovery centre. So we don't know what happened in this case, but there's been a history separately to other glass recovery locations of stockpiling. So there's a risk of it kind of falling into a proxy landfill or contamination. Then over in Brisbane, our Queensland editor Tara Cassidy did the same thing and here she is to tell us about her experience. So I stuck it to the roof of a plastic bottle, the little air tag, and when I popped it in my recycling bin, waited patiently for the truck to come around and, and take it away. And it took about a day or so and it landed in just an inner city suburb of Brizzy called Cressmead. And I looked up uh, on the map and saw a particular dr- address that it listed and it came up as a place called Vizzy Recycling. So that was a good first step in terms of we're hoping for it to end up in somewhere that actually does facilitate that. It actually stayed at Chris Mead at that location for 
quite a while. I think it was nearly a week or so before I saw any movement and I thought, oh no, like they found it or they've crushed it or something's happened and it's gone offline. And then it's popped up again and it had moved to the outskirts of Ipswich to a completely new location and business. But this was different. This was a waste disposal facility. Uh, No more mentions of recycling. So that was interesting. Yeah, so this facility where Tara's AirTag ended up is a waste-to-energy facility, which converts non-recyclable waste to create energy. The problem is that that plastic bottle, of course, was recyclable. Meanwhile, we were really puzzled by what happened in Victoria, where one of the tags appeared to be making daily trips up and down a highway to the city, until we realised our community editor, Tricia Misford, had mixed up her tag with a personal one that lived in her handbag. So we'd actually been tracking Trish instead of her plastic bottle. (laughs) She'd put her air tag into a recycling bin in her local shopping centre in regional Victoria. And let's hear from Trish. After that little glitch, we worked out where to find the travelling air tag. And despite having dropped it off in a recycling bin in regional Victoria, it still ended up in one of the metropolitan um, recycling joints. It was probably about 45 minutes away from where I live, which I didn't think it would probably go that way. I thought maybe it would have travelled a little bit more north um, as there are some recycling centres in um, our area. So I thought that was really interesting. It did eventually stop though, so we assumed that they may have broken down when they did reach the recycling centres. And unfortunately in Victoria, our technical hiccups didn't end there. Our executive digital producer, Sarah Boll, decided to secrete her tag into an aluminium can just for something different. She also put it in a public recycling bin, this time in Melbourne's CBD, and that's where the story ends. She popped her air tag into an aluminium can, so a no-sugar a no drink that we all drink <laughs> um, in the office when we're trying to get through the day. And we honestly don't think it made it three or four days max because it had just disappeared off the, the tracking from the iPhones and we assumed it got smashed when the cans were crushed. And we also had a journo in the New South Wales Central Coast do this. Yeah, we did. So finally, our journalist Isabel Everett decided to track soft plastics, which are a big issue because while there's good public appetite to recycle them, there isn't anywhere near enough capacity to process them. As we saw in the Red Cycle soft plastic scandal, which you may remember, in which people were depositing soft plastics at supermarkets for recycling, but they were actually being stockpiled in storage. Isabel put her air tag into a local soft plastics collection, which I should say is run by a different company, in Newcastle. So yeah, so I popped my soft plastics into the Kirby bag and then that goes into the recycling bin. And yeah, so tracked that on my phone and it went where, yeah, you'd hope it would. It ended up going to their uh, warehouse, their recycling facility on the central coast. So it stayed there for, yeah, a couple of months actually. So it was there for quite a while which I suppose um, suggests that maybe it it takes a while to actually get to the point where the soft plastic is being processed and recycled. And then after that, it um, sort of went offline. It hadn't been pinged on a mobile phone for a couple of months now. So yeah, it's sort of hard to know exactly what happened with the soft plastic. So yeah, unfortunately, we don't know what happened there. We know a lot of soft plastics do get stored because of the lack of capacity to process them. So many people want to be able to get rid of their soft plastics in a good way. They're sort of just sending it off and hoping for the best. But at the moment, it doesn't really seem like the infrastructure is there. 
Was there a bit of a confounding factor in this whole process because the AirTag was in the bottle? Like, is it possible for them to recycle that? Absolutely. It's a really good question and one we actually only really thought about it after we'd got underway. But as I understand it, the uh, plastic bottles that did end up at recycling facilities would have been put through a process where they end up in this, what looks like a giant tumble dryer, the inside of a tumble dryer, and they get thrown around and that separates parts of the plastic. So the lid uh, should have come away from the bottle um, and the, bear in mind that the air tag was inside the lid and stuck to the lid and that would have fallen to the ground and not gone through with the rest of the recycling. There is a, a sorting process. Okay, so let's recap. Where did all these air tags end up? Sure. So of the six air tags we sent off, two ended up at recycling centres, one at a glass recovery centre, one at a waste energy facility, one at a soft plastic plant, and one we just have no idea where that went. Okay, so let's put this into some context. Is there some data, some big picture information that you can give to help us with that? Sure. So only about 13% of plastic gets recycled in Australia and most ends up in landfill. The industry has committed to improving this but won't meet its current targets. And to be fair, the federal government has put funding into this to um, help improve these statistics and and hopefully that will come about. About 130,000 tonnes of plastic leaks into rivers and oceans every year in Australia which means by 2050, the amount of plastic in our oceans will outweigh the fish, which is a really horrible thought. That is insane. If we put plastics in the recycle bin, how confident overall can we be that they'll actually be recycled? I think recycling is a good habit and a proportion of the products we sort into plastic glass and cardboard or paper will end up in recycling. But we probably shouldn't get carried away by the feel-good factor. Our investigation is by no means perfect, not least because of the tiny sample size, the fact the air tags may have actually contaminated the process, and we can't tell what actually happened to them in their final location. Our Queensland editor, Tara, gave the system the benefit of the doubt with her air tag. I'm going to be optimistic and say I think it was purely because they found the air tag, but otherwise, yeah, overall did not end up in recycling as we had hoped. And what's your takeaway in all of this? Yeah, look, as I've just said, I think if we're concerned citizens who care about the environment, we should probably focus our efforts on using less plastic and non-recyclable goods in the first place. When it comes down to it, the current equation is out of whack. Too much plastic is being produced to possibly reuse or recycle it all. But we can pressure brands, manufacturers and our governments to do more to reduce or eliminate packaging. For example, Mars Wrigley is committed to shifting to 100% recyclable packaging by 2025. And a colleague was telling me yesterday how her local council has started collecting and processing cosmetic packaging, so the scope for improvements at a local level too. And there are places that are doing recycling better than us that we can learn from. Countries like Germany that recycle more than 70% of their municipal waste. They've long had a culture of recycling, like even 25 years ago in Germany, I remember people used the environmentally friendly or umweltfreundlich bags at the supermarket, which at the time Australia was still using plastic. And governments there have implemented measures like taxes on waste and incentives for better recycling. How fascinating. Thanks so much, Claire, for your time. And let's all hope that the recycling goes to where it's supposed to. Absolutely. Thanks, Benson. That was Investigations Editor Claire Weaver. That's all we have time for in this afternoon edition of The Briefing. We're always keen to hear your feedback and ideas for the show. Search The Briefing Podcast on Instagram, send us a DM and hit follow. 
The Morning Briefing team will be back in your feed from 6am tomorrow with a fascinating story about a Russian spy who infiltrated Australia's intelligence services during the Cold War. Don't miss it. And as always, I'll be back for your afternoon briefing at three. Catch you then. 